Welcome to Professor Lan A.I.'s podcast series, Understanding Humanity, an A.I.'s Perspective. In this series, we asked our learning and narrating A.I. what a professor would teach a group of students if they wanted to understand the totality of the human experience in 100 lectures. Our A.I. then proceeded to define the lecture topics, research them, compose its findings into podcasts, and narrate them in its own voice. This episode is titled, The Age of Exploration. Discoveries and Colonization. We hope you enjoy. Part 1. Introduction to the Age of Exploration. As we delve into the fascinating and monumental era known as the Age of Exploration, we examine the myriad reasons for exploration, the technological advancements of the period, and the key figures who drew new lines across our world's maps. The Age of Exploration, spanning roughly from the early 15th to the early 17th century, was a period aptly named for its characteristic burst in overseas exploration that emerged in Europe. Fueled by a variety of motivations, nations, particularly Spain and Portugal, ventured into the unknown. The lure of expanding political influence, spreading Christianity, establishing new trade routes, and the quintessential humanist curiosity of the Renaissance ignited an unprecedented era of discovery. An array of technological advancements significantly aided these explorations. The magnetic compass and astrolabe, quintessential advancements appropriated from Arabic traders and Chinese inventors, respectively, transformed navigation. Knowledge of the wind systems, identified as the trade winds and westerlies, contributed significantly. Cartography evolved rapidly, and the portal and maps, with their intricately detailed coastlines, supplemented explorers' endeavors. The ocean-going galleon and the smaller, faster caravel, innovations in shipbuilding with their ability to sail windward and their superior maneuverability, became the vessel of choice for most explorers, including the likes of Columbus and de Gama. Speaking of explorers, no discussion of the age of exploration would be complete without homage to Christopher Columbus and Vasco de Gama. Genovese-born Columbus, under the patronage of the Spanish monarchs, completed four voyages across the Atlantic, believing he had reached Asia, but instead opening up the Americas to European exploration and eventual colonization, and eventual colonization. His voyages marked the beginning of the widespread exchange of plants, animals, culture, human populations, and dreadful diseases between the Old and New World. This process became known as the Columbian Exchange, and had profound implications for the world's history. Portuguese explorer Vasco da Gama carved out a different path by sailing around Africa's Cape of Good Hope to reach India in 1498. Da Gama's sea route leveraged the westerlies and became the passage to Orient for subsequent explorers, impacting the geopolitical and economic balance of the period. His voyage effectively demolished Venetian monopoly over the spice trade with the East, leading to the rise of the Portuguese Empire as the dominant trading power. Our journey has only just begun. As we navigate further in the successive discussions, we will delve deeper into these tantalizing details, charting the course through the known and unknown waters of the Age of Exploration. The Age of Exploration is a testament to human intellect, resilience, and ambition, painting a picture of a world opening up to the endless possibilities beyond known shores. To say that these explorations changed the world would be an understatement. They revolutionized it in countless ways, many of which still reverberate through our modern world. Join us as we trace the footsteps of our ancestors in the bold venture of discovery and understanding. The sails have been unfurled, the compass set. Let us set off into this riveting era of human history. Part 2. 
geographic knowledge prior to the Age of Exploration. In delving into the exciting era of the Age of Exploration, it is of paramount importance to take a step back and examine the characteristic views and prevailing geographic knowledge of the world before this period. The era preceding these exploratory ventures is infused with a fascinating blend of speculative curiosity, religious doctrine, and incremental but profound advancements in geographic understanding. The medieval era was characterized by the confluence of religious dogma and burgeoning scientific curiosity. Within the Christian West, for many religious authorities, the world was framed according to biblical doctrine. To many it was a vast but finite disk with Jerusalem at the center, circumvented by an uncrossable, monstrous-filled ocean. Ironically, it was partially to demystify these notions and to discover economic and religious allies against Islam that prompted the earliest voyages. Parallel to these Christian-centric worldviews ran an impactful and often neglected undercurrent of Islamic cartography, making critical contributions to the understanding of the world's topography. Islamic scholars in centers of learning like Baghdad, Cairo, and Cordoba made significant strides in preserving, refining, and advancing knowledge from ancient Greek and Roman records, which were otherwise forgotten in a Europe consumed by the Dark Ages. Through their integration of disciplines like geography, astronomy, and navigation, Islamic cartographers created surprisingly accurate maps, markedly widening the known world. A significant example is Al Idrisi's silver map for Roger II of Sicily in 1154, showcasing the potential scope of exploration and trade. Moreover, as Islamic influence spread throughout the Iberian Peninsula, this cartographical knowledge began seeping into the Christian West, setting the stage for an unprecedented synthesis of knowledge. Thus, Islamic mapmaking served not only as an anchor to past knowledge, but also as a springboard for future Western advancements in cartography. One such advancement came with the reintroduction of the groundbreaking work of the Alexandrian scholar Ptolemy. His work Geographia, lost to the medieval West until its translation into Latin in the early 15th century, introduced concepts that formed the very basis of modern cartography. The use of longitude and latitude to plot the Earth's surface accurately. Ptolemaic maps outlined a world with three continents, Africa, Asia, and Europe, and they vividly visualized the Indian Ocean, not as an enclosed sea, but open towards the east, inviting exploration. They stoked the interest of explorers like Christopher Columbus and Vasco de Gama, who used these maps as guides in their voyages, forever changing human understanding of the world. Therefore, the amalgamation of medieval Christian understandings of the world, the profound influences of Islamic cartography, and the reintroduction of Ptolemaic mapping serves as an intriguing backdrop to the age of exploration. It illustrates a rich tapestry of intellectual curiosity, cross-cultural knowledge exchange, and the human impulse to explore the unknown. Vital factors that rang the bell for the dawn of an exciting new age, the Age of Exploration, Part 3, Technological Innovations in Navigation and Shipbuilding. Diving into the third part of our journey through the Age of Exploration, we touch on the one principle that guided every adventure seaward, technological innovation. The great navigational expeditions would have been unimaginable without the strides made in shipbuilding and navigational tools during this time. Firstly, let's talk about the vessels that took these daring explorers across uncharted oceans. Two noteworthy types sprang forth during this period, the caravel and galleon. The caravel, 
lean and manoeuvrable, became the favoured ship for oceanic exploration. Its design was ideal for long voyages into the unknown, offering stability in tumultuous waters and the ability to tack against the wind. The larger, more heavily armed galleon evolved to serve the growing transatlantic trade and imperialism, acting as a symbol of European dominance on the high seas. Navigational advancements were also pivotal during this epoch. Enter the astrolabe, a device derived from Islamic cultures that was refined during the Renaissance. This circular brass instrument, engraved with stars' positions, offered sailors the means to calculate latitude and longitude, thus crucially improving their ability to navigate open water. Next in the scientific arsenal was the quadrant, another tool to measure latitude using the angle between a celestial body and the horizon. Simpler yet, just as influential, was the magnetic compass. Though not a European innovation, it was adopted and refined for use at sea. These tools, combined with an increasingly comprehensive understanding of winds and currents, resulted in far more reliable and effective voyages. These advances, however, would have been largely ineffective if they weren't disseminated widely. This was facilitated by one of the greatest inventions of the era, the printing press. Knowledge was no longer the preserve of the few. Navigational charts, for instance, no longer had to be meticulously redrawn by hand. The mass production of books not only eased access to knowledge across Europe, but also led to uniformity and standardization of information. New discoveries were swiftly published, rapidly expanding the world view at an unprecedented speed. In essence, the age of exploration owes much to these technological innovations. They equipped the adventurers with the necessary tools to venture into unknown waters and return with tales of new realms. The spirit of curiosity, coupled with the genius of invention, led to a seismic shift in humanity's understanding of the world. As we continue unfolding the subsequent facets of this era, bear in mind the integral role that technology played in illuminating the dark corners of the earth. Part 4. Voyages of Christopher Columbus As we delve deeper into our exploration of the Age of Exploration, we turn our focus to an influential figure, Christopher Columbus, the Italian explorer associated with the discovery of the New World. Born in 1451 in the Republic of Genoa, Columbus was not of high birth, but his passion for maritime exploration propelled him on a trajectory that would change the world forever. Christopher Columbus embarked on four voyages to the Americas between the years 1492 and 1504, sponsored by the Catholic monarchs of Spain. His initial motivation was to find a westward sea passage to the prosperous markets of Asia. Unaware of the existence of the Americas, his plan was risky and audacious, but ultimately fortuitously erroneous. Columbus's three ships, the Santa Maria, Pinta, and Nina, set sail, eventually making landfall on an island in the modern-day Bahamas. His subsequent voyages further charted the Caribbean and parts of Central and South America. Contrary to the myth, Columbus did not discover America. Indigenous peoples had lived there for thousands of years, and Columbus never set foot on the North American mainland. The Viking explorer Leif Erikson had established a colony in Canada centuries before Columbus, but this was abandoned and forgotten. Nevertheless, Columbus's journeys have greater historical significance because they led to sustained contact between the old and the new worlds. It's this contact that indelibly shaped the course of world history. Columbus's discoveries had a profound impact both in Europe and across the globe, Prior to his voyages, maps of the world were speculative and incomplete, their edges filled with frightening sea monsters and ferocious tribes. 
Columbus's journeys into the unknown, vastly expanded existing geographical knowledge and set off wave after wave of exploration, conquest and colonization. In the old world, nations began vying for influence in this new world. Spain and Portugal quickly dominated, with other European powers to follow. The indigenous people Columbus encountered during his voyages were seen through a lens clouded by European norms and greed. This, unfortunately, led to traumatic encounters and brutal conquests in subsequent decades. His discoveries ignited the flame of colonial expansion leading to the age of colonization. New world crops such as maize, tobacco, and potatoes revolutionized European agriculture, while old world diseases and brutality devastated indigenous populations. The conquest of the Americas eventually triggered the creation of transatlantic trade networks the most notorious of which was the transatlantic slave trade. In conclusion, the voyages of Christopher Columbus were a double-edged sword. On the one hand, they resulted in the broadening of horizons fostering scientific thought and advancements. Columbus can be credited with accelerating the pace of globalization and forging connections between disparate parts of the world. Simultaneously, the post-Columbian era is marked by subjugation, violence, cultural imposition, and the establishment of harmful power dynamics that continue to impact societies today. The voyages, therefore, not only embody the spirit of exploration prevalent during this era, but also foreshadow the forthcoming complexities of global history. As we move forward into the age of exploration, we will see these themes play out again and again and again in varying contexts and magnitude. Part 5 Vasco da Gama and the Route to India. In a world largely unknown to the European nations of the 15th and 16th centuries, bravely exploring the oceans was a risky yet rewarding endeavor. One of the pivotal figures who courageously accepted this daring challenge was Vasco da Gama, a Portuguese explorer whose path to India wedged the primary foundations for globalization. Born into a noble family in Sines, Portugal, in 1460, Vasco da Gama's early life set the stage for his future explorations. At a young age, he was captivated by tales of adventure and the mystical lands beyond the familiar European coastlines. This instilled a fascination with navigating the unknown, adventure steering an epic of his life that would redefine world history. In 1497, da Gama embarked on his first voyage, a historic expedition that would trace a route from Portugal to the Indian subcontinent. Commissioned by King Manuel I, Day Gama set off with four vessels, navigating through the previously treacherous Cape of Good Hope, a feat that his countryman Bartolomeo Dias achieved just a decade earlier. Da Gama's expedition surpassed Dias's explorations by not just rounding the Cape, but also successfully foraging a path up the eastern coast of Africa, setting the course towards the prized lands of India. The expedition took a grueling ten months before the fleet reached Calicut, a key trading port on India's southwestern coast in May 1498. The success of his voyage signified more than the fulfillment of a daring adventure. It marked the inauguration of a direct sea route from Europe to Asia, bypassing the expensive and volatile land routes dominated by Arab traders and Ottoman control. This newly discovered route laid the foundations for the Portuguese to establish a significant presence in the Indian Ocean, marking the dawn of European imperialism in Asia. The direct sea route opened up possibilities for new trade opportunities, predominantly in spices such as black pepper and cinnamon, which were hugely popular back in Europe. Daogama's expeditions were the catalysts that led to the era of lucrative spice trade and brutal colonial conquest. 
Vasco da Gama's voyages had seismic implications not just for his Portuguese homeland, but also for the broader shape of world history. His explorations solidified Portugal's dominance in the Indian Ocean for nearly a century, while other European powers like the Dutch and the British eventually followed in the wake of da Gama's trailblazing effort. In essence, the repercussions of Vasco da Gama's first expedition can be perceived in the lens of the broader age of exploration. His navigational skills, courage, and unphilosophical thirst for discovery paved the way for future oceanic explorations. The era that Da Gama helped to forge, where seafaring European nations crisscrossed the globe's oceans, reshaped not only maps and perceptions of the world, but also the destiny of countless societies worldwide. Unbeknownst to Da Gama at the time, his expeditions were creating the preconditions for the vast global interchange of goods, ideas, and people that eventually led to the modern concept of globalization. Part 6. The Conquest of the New World Today we delve into an epic-defining chapter in the narrative of the Age of Exploration. The Conquest of the New World, building on the voyages of Christopher Columbus, a subsequent wave of adventurers ventured across the Atlantic, led by the ambition of expanding the realm of infant European empires of Spain and Portugal. At the forefront of exploration and brutal conquest were the conquistadors, the most infamous among them being Hernán Cortés and Francisco Pizarro. Cortés, in 1519, led an expedition to the heart of the Mexica, or commonly known as the Aztec Empire. With a host of local allies alienated by Aztec rule, superior weaponry, European diseases, and a touch of deceit, Cortes orchestrated the fall of the soaring city of Tenochtitlan, and with it the collapse of the Aztec Empire. On the south, Francisco Pizarro set his gaze on the prosperous Inca Empire in the 1530s. Similar to Cortes, Pizarro employed a cunning combination of ambush, advanced arms, and exploiting internal conflicts. The Incas, although vast in numbers and known for organized governance, capitulated. The capture and execution of their emperor, Atahualpa, signified the conquest of the largest empire in pre-Columbian America. However, the triumph of the conquistadors carried a grim undertone. The encounter with the Old World proved disastrous for Native American populations. Old World diseases such as smallpox and measles, against which the indigenous people had no immunity, swept through their communities. Population numbers drastically fell, creating demographic shocks from which these civilizations never recovered. Moreover, the indigenous people found themselves at the mercy of brutal exploitation and forced labor under the infamous encomienda system a tool weaponized by the conquistadors to establish dominance and control over vast territories. The narratives of Cabeza de Vaca and Fray Bartolomé de las Casas relay chilling narratives of ruthless oppression faced by the indigenous populations in this period. The conquest of the New World thus unfolded not merely as a story of adventurous explorations, but as a poignant tale of destruction and subjugation, which was an integral, albeit harrowing, aspect of the Age of Exploration. Following this direct encounter of the old and new worlds, other changes were set in motion, some catastrophic and others transformative. These led to the establishment of Spanish and Portuguese colonial empires, the Colombian exchange, and the deep-seated and far-reaching effects of these occurrences. But more on that in our following sections of this podcast. As we navigate through these narratives, we encourage our listeners to reflect on the complexities of these historical occurrences, the humanity within them, and the legacies they have left behind. Part 7. 
colonial empires and the Colombian exchange. The establishment of the Spanish and Portuguese colonial empires marked a significant phase in the age of exploration. This era brought about the inaugural and progressive exchange between the old and new worlds, a phenomenon later termed as the Colombian Exchange. Spain, largely influenced by Christopher Columbus's discovery of the Americas, established a large, far-reaching empire beginning with the voyages of Columbus himself, followed rapidly by other explorers and conquistadors, and conquistadors such as Hernán Cortés and Francisco Pizarro. The Spanish Empire soon came to stretch from modern-day California to Tierra del Fuego at the southern tip of South America, including the Caribbean portions of North America, substantial areas in Central, areas in Central, and South America and territories in Asia and Oceania. Portugal, on the other hand, established a seaborne empire centered on the control of strategic points along international trade routes with Africa, India, and East Asia, utilizing advanced navigational and maritime technology. One of the most significant milestones was Vasco da Gama's successful sea voyage to India, which established a long-lasting maritime route and catalyzed maritime exploration. The Colombian exchange, named after Christopher Columbus, represented the widespread transfer of goods, diseases, and culture between the old and new worlds. This exchange had profound effects on both continents. Crops such as potatoes and maize were introduced to Europe, providing new food sources and reshaping agricultural practices. Likewise, old-world crops like wheat and coffee were introduced to the New World, significantly influencing local diets. However, alongside tangible goods came the transfer of devastating diseases such as smallpox, measles, and influenza that the indigenous populations of the Americas had no immunity against. The resulting decimation of these populations had socio-political implications and contributed tremendously to the success of European colonization. Furthermore, the Colombian exchange had lasting impacts on the global economy and societies. The New World silver mines discovered by Spain flooded Europe's economy with wealth, prompting an era of inflation. The discovery and exportation of precious goods like silver and spices ignited an intensification of commerce and the rise of mercantilism. Societies on both sides of the Atlantic were transformed as the exchange led to shifts in dietary habits, cultivation techniques, and human populations. These shifts resulted in demographic changes, urbanization, migration, and arguably set the platform for today's globalized world. Hence, the establishment of the Spanish and Portuguese empires and the subsequent Colombian exchange ushered an era of unprecedented intercontinental interactions that forever reshaped the global stage. By altering economic systems, social structures, and ecosystems, it laid the groundwork for the world we know today. Part 8. The Role of Christian Missionaries As we delve into the role of Christian missionaries during the Age of Exploration, it is crucial to grasp a fundamental truth. On the surface, missionaries were spiritual guides, intent on spreading the teachings of Christianity. However, their influence extended well beyond merely conveying the Word of God. They were agents of cultural and societal imprinting who willingly or unwillingly played a crucial role in the colonization process. Let's first consider the Catholic missions in the New World. With Cortés and Pizarro came the friars, their robes as weaponry spreading spiritual conquest across the Aztec and Inca lands. They sought to convert the indigenous populations to Catholicism, often compounding the sword's force with the cross's might. The cultural clash was cataclysmic. The missionaries, staunch in their belief of spiritual superiority, dismantled indigenous religious practices, deeming them heathen. 
They used their religion as a vehicle to standardize the freshly colonized societies, promoting European culture, language, and values alongside biblical teachings, thereby leading to deep and lasting cultural shifts. Meanwhile, in Asia, the Jesuits followed a different tract. They adapted to local customs and languages and built a cultural exchange based on respect. Rather than totally replacing the indigenous belief systems, they sought to merge elements of Christianity with existing faiths, an approach known as accommodation. Figures like Matteo Ricci in China integrated into their societies, learning local languages and adopting local customs, subtly interweaving spiritual elements of the West into the rich Chinese tapestry of beliefs. However, it cannot be denied that these Christian missions had a profound impact on indigenous religions and belief systems, often devastating. While the Jesuits in Asia were more accommodating, many of the indigenous faiths in the Americas suffered severe suppression. Religious symbols and places of worship were destroyed and native practices labeled as pagan were outlawed. This spiritual desolation bled into cultural decimation as religious practices were often deeply intertwined with the indigenous community's sense of identity, kinship, and structure. Christian missionaries played a double-edged role in the age of exploration. Many aimed to save lost souls and devoted their lives to that cause, showing resilience and courage while often living in harsh and inhospitable conditions. They were educators, healers, and protectors, founts of literacy and civilization in the wilderness. Yet, they were also agents of cultural imperialism, contributors to the decimation of indigenous cultures, languages, and faiths. It's vital to acknowledge these complexities as we continue our journey through the age of exploration. By recognizing the front narrative of missionaries, we can more fully understand their indelible impact on the world as it unfolded onto a stage of globalization. Let's carry this understanding in mind as we navigate through the depths of history, unraveling the tangled threads of faith, conquest, and cultural transformation. Part 9. The Triangular Trade and the Slave Trade Throughout history, commerce has been a significant driver of human interaction and societal development. The Triangular Trade, a three-legged commercial route system that connected Europe, Africa, and the Americas, was a crucial part of the economic structure established during the Age of Exploration. The trade system consisted of three voyages. The first from Europe to Africa exporting finished goods, the second from Africa to the Americas transporting enslaved individuals, a horrifying journey known as the Middle Passage, and the third returning to Europe with American goods like sugar, tobacco, and cotton. The Middle Passage was the epitome of the human atrocities that took place during the slave trade. The voyage was a living nightmare for the captured African men, women, and children crammed into the cargo holds of slave ships. Their dignities were stripped away, and death was often a frequent and brutal companion. Roughly 12.5 million Africans were forcibly transported during the transatlantic slave trade from the 15th to the 19th centuries, according to estimates with about 1.8 million dying en route. The slave trade left a profound and indelible impact on Africa, Europe, and the Americas, each in unique ways. In Africa, societies were irrevocably damaged and destabilized due to the mass exodus of their populace. Power structures shifted and the socio-economic fabric unraveled, leaving the continent susceptible to further exploitation in subsequent centuries. Simultaneously, prolific African cultures, knowledge, and skill sets were transported across the ocean, affecting the New World's foundational cultural and societal fabric. 
Europe, particularly its maritime powers, benefited immensely from this exploitative system. The accumulation of wealth was substantial, fueling further exploration, enabling economic diversification, and laying the groundwork for the Industrial Revolution. However, the moral cost was equally would prove to be significant, forcing Europeans to eventually confront the dark nature of their economic and societal progress. In the Americas, the slave trade horrifically shaped the demographic and socio-cultural fabric of societies. The enslaved Africans' labor allowed vast agricultural estates to flourish, particularly in the North American South and Caribbean. Yet the horror of slavery left an indelible stain on the collective consciousness of these societies, a scar that continues to shape the discourse of race, inequality, and justice to this day. In essence, the triangular trade and the slave trade were integral to the transformation of global economic dynamics. These systems, built on the unfortunate foundations of human suffering, significantly impacted the demographic, socio-cultural, and economic fabric of three continents. They served as catalysts, transforming Europe's hegemony, and laid the groundwork for the socio-cultural landscape of the Americas, while simultaneously leading Africa into a devastating cycle of exploitation. Part 10. Rivalries between emerging colonial powers. In the nascent stages of the age of exploration, one can distinctly discern the keen rivalries that emerged among the colonial powers vying for supremacy in the New World. The principal contenders were Portugal, Spain, France, and Britain. Surprisingly, it was the small, maritime-focused nation of Portugal that initially led the charge. It did so with such vigor that it quickly became the world's maritime superpower and established a widespread empire across Asia, Africa, and America. This initial dominance, however, sparked intense competition, especially with Spain, as Portugal and Spain led the way into the New World and busily began dividing their new territories between them. Other European powers looked on with avarice and envy. An important attempt to formally break up the New World between the pioneers was the Treaty of Tordesillas in 1494. Drafted by the Pope, the treaty effectively bestowed all lands west of the designated line to Spain and all lands to the east to Portugal. Though this seemed to provide structural order to exploration and colonization, the treaty largely ignored the interests and territorial ambitions of other emerging powers and was quickly challenged. The Kingdom of France, for instance, ignored the treaty outright. French explorers, particularly Giovanni de Verrazzano and Jacques Cartier, explored and laid claim to much of North America, especially the region around the St. Lawrence River, disregarding the claims of Spain and Portugal. By the mid-sixteenth century, France had established a significant colonial presence in North America, which would later evolve into a full-fledged conflict known as the French and Indian War. Britain, on the other hand, initially struggled to maintain pace with its European counterparts. Sir Walter Raleigh's ill-fated Roanoke Colony, known today as the Lost Colonies, was one of England's nascent attempts at establishing a foothold in the New World. However, Jamestown, established in 1607, became the first successful English colony on American soil and marked the start of the British Empire's expansion. Thus, each of these nations, filled with a hunger for wealth, prestige, and power, battled for mastery of the New World. Through military confrontations, diplomatic wrangling, and fierce competition over resources, these rivalries became integral to the formation and character of the global colonial map. 
The dreams and ambitions that drove the likes of Portugal, Spain, France, and Britain in the age of exploration had profound effects on countless societies across the globe, impacts that we are still grappling with and trying to understand today. Part 11. Colonization of Asia and Africa Our exploration of the age of exploration delves further east now, venturing into the intoxicating realms of Asia and Africa. In prime position, dominating the lucrative Asian spice trade, were the industrious Dutch. In the 17th century, they established control over Indonesia. Central to this dominance was the highly coveted Spice Islands, or Maluku Islands, as they are more commonly known today. The Dutch held a near monopoly on spices like nutmeg and cloves, which were coveted across Europe for their preservative properties and their ability to mask the flavors of spoiling food. Onto the plains and palatial kingdoms of India, where the British established a formidable presence, British explorers were initially lured in by spices, similar to the Dutch, but ultimately cotton, silk, indigo dye, saltpeter for gunpowder, and later tea and opium became the primary trade. Beside the trade of commodities, strategic political control and territorial dominance can't be overlooked. This marked the early beginnings of the formidable British Raj, which was to last nearly two centuries. Paralleling the narratives of colonization and commercial enterprise, the European powers were progressively establishing trading posts along the African coast. These weren't primarily motivated by the trade in traditional commodities. Africa was integral within the triangular trade network, a grotesque web of fiscal gain spun from the transatlantic slave trade. European ships arrived on the African coast with goods which were exchanged for slaves who were then transported across the brutal Middle Passage to the Americas. Here they were traded for sugar, tobacco, and cotton which were then shipped back to Europe. A horrific cycle fueling a substantial portion of Europe's economic growth during this period. The Africa of the Age of Exploration became, ironically, both the cradle and the grave for many Africans. Europeans created coastal outposts like Elmina on modern-day Ghana's coast and Luanda in present-day Angola. Elmina was a Dutch fort, then seized by the Portuguese catering to gold and ivory trade. Still, it's best known for its grim role within the transatlantic slave trade. Luanda, established by the Portuguese, quickly burgeoned into a major outlet for slave trafficking. The age of exploration's narrative threads are deeply intertwined with the movement of people voluntary or otherwise goods and knowledge between continents. They are colored with spices, gold, agriculture, and human lives. Far from being a mere catalogue of adventure and discovery under scrutiny, it unfurls into a complex tableau of human endeavor, ambition, brutality, and change. Each corner of continents influenced the other, drawing us into the world as we know it today. The patterns embossed into the continents in this era bear witness to essential global processes. Mass emigration from Europe to the Americas, the enforced transplantation of millions of Africans, subsequent societal and ecological interactions forming our current global community. No history of the modern world is possible without tracing its roots back to these tangled paths of journeys, goods, peoples, and transformations. And so we move forward in our survey of the Age of Exploration, in both awe and understanding. Part 12. Scientific Discoveries and Developments The Age of Exploration served as a crucible for scientific discovery and development, forging interdisciplinary knowledge that reshaped Western understanding of the world. 
Novel geographical and astronomical concepts emerged alongside an explosion of botanical and zoological discoveries that would irreplaceably influence the foundation of the European scientific revolution. Preeminent in these findings was a reimagining of geography and a burgeoning comprehension of astronomy's relevance to navigation. Before this age, knowledge of the Earth was significantly limited and largely theorized. However, driven by the need to navigate the open seas, explorers and scholars began intensive investigations into these disciplines. They voraciously decoded celestial bodies' influence over the earthly realm. The use of instruments like the quadrant and astrolabe fed into an early iteration of geodesy, marking a radical departure from the Ptolemaic worldview to understanding the Earth as a massive sphere. Astral observations also indicated latitudinal differences that were indispensable for their hazardous voyages. This age also proved bountiful for botanical and zoological discovery, revealing a wealth of life previously cloaked from European gaze. The discovery of the Americas opened the proverbial floodgates to a host of different species, both flora and fauna previously unknown to European scientists. Botanical discoveries instigated a boom in agricultural diversity, notably with the import of crops such as maize and potatoes, which became staples in European diets. Zoological findings, from the peculiar armadillos to formidable grizzly bears, added significant new entries to the bestiaries of the day, fostering intrigue and eventually precipitating a systematic study of biology. These discoveries did not merely enhance empirical knowledge. They laid the groundwork for the way the entire scientific framework would develop. The myriad of disciplinary advances in geography, astronomy, biology, and botany, born out of the age of exploration, ignited a catalytic influence on the European scientific revolution. The exploratory findings became the kindling for the intellectual blaze which followed, fostering an atmosphere of critical inquiry that laid bare the insufficiencies of medieval thought. It spurred the development of empirical science, moving away from Aristotelian authority towards direct observation and systemic experiment. This attitude resurrected and reformed the scientific method, a practice attributed to philosophers of ancient Greece, but presented with newfound vigor. Copernicus, Brahe, Galilei, Kepler, and Newton owe a great deal to the data amassed during this exploratory period. Their groundbreaking theories on heliocentricity, celestial mechanics, and laws of motion were built on a groundwork of practical navigational experience, transformational geographical understandings, and expanding biological knowledge. The age of exploration effectively hurled a stone into a pond of intellectual discretion, and the scientific revolution was a far-reaching ripple, an effect that profoundly shaped Europe's future trajectory. The scientific discoveries and developments of this extraordinary era continue to influence contemporary scientific methods and pedagogies, reminding us of how an adventurous pursuit of the unknown can drastically upsurge human understanding. The echoes of this epoch define the way we perceive and interact with the world, marking the nascent stirrings of humanity's intellectual emancipation. Part 13. Influence on Literature and Art E. Throughout the course of human history, nothing has propelled the world towards globalization more exponentially than the Age of Exploration, which spanned roughly from the early 15th century through the 17th century. The journeys and discoveries of explorers during this era not only expanded geographical knowledge and led to colonization, but they also brought new ideas, cultures, and stories to the forefront, hugely influencing European literature, art, and popular culture. 
acquiring accounts of dramatic adventures, dangerous wildlife and exotic peoples and customs, travellers and explorers returning to Europe, created a genre of travel narratives that captivated a genre of travel narratives that captivated audiences at home and made an indelible impact on literature. These narratives gave life to the idea of the other, painting a vivid picture of strange and fascinating distant lands. This literature often portrayed the exotic richness, magnificent civilizations and complex societies discovered, stoking the public's curiosity and fueling the era's thirst for exploration. The age of exploration's influence also permeated European art and architecture, steering the palette towards the realm of exoticism. The influx of new visual and material culture from the New World, Africa and Asia inspired the incorporation of exotic themes and elements into European artistic expression. Moreover, the architectural landscape was reshaped by the importation of materials and the mimicking of non-European architectural styles, particularly in port cities that served as gateways to the far-flung colonies. The immense architectural domes, inspired by Islamic architecture and the intricate filigree work in silver and gold drawn from indigenous American cultures, serve as testimony to this trend. Beyond literature and art, these exploratory journeys also significantly influenced popular culture. Myths and legends born from these tales of discovery swept across Europe, the most enduring among them being El Dorado, the mythical city of gold. The supposed immense wealth of this city lured countless explorers to South America. While a tangible El Dorado was never found, it became emblematic of the relentless European quest for new lands, riches, and glory. Similarly, newly discovered flavors and spices, animals, plants, and human societies provoked an insatiable curiosity in the European populace. This gave rise to popular collections known as cabinets of curiosities that began to feature new world items. At the same time, exotic products such as tobacco, chocolate, and potatoes quickly became staples in European daily life. Thus, the age of exploration, while primarily a time of geographic discovery and empire-building, is also characterized by a wide and deep cultural exchange that profoundly influenced Europe's arts, literature, and popular culture, and popular culture. The echoes of this era can still be seen today in our globalized world. The intermingling and exchange of ideas, aesthetic concepts, myths, and narratives which this period engendered served as a bridge connecting continents and cultures, changing the European artistic and intellectual scenery, and changing the course of human history itself. Part 14. Legacy of the Age of Exploration The Age of Exploration significantly altered the power dynamics of the global stage. It acted as the crucible through which modern geopolitics was forged as nations expanded their territories beyond traditional borders. The rise of Portugal, Spain, France, and Britain as colonial powers facilitated the creation of a world system, where the old world's economic and political might was exerted over the newly discovered territories. Colonial empires shifted the fulcrum of power towards Europe, setting the foundation of Occidental dominance that would persist for centuries. Simultaneously, this era ignited the initial phases of globalization. As explorers journeyed beyond known horizons, they established networks that connected continents, people, and cultures. Notably, the Columbian Exchange facilitated the unparalleled transmission of goods, ideas, and diseases. Potatoes, maize, and tomatoes journeyed east, while horses and rice traveled west. 
Ideas, religions, and technologies crossed these vast tracts of ocean, accelerating cultural diffusion. Yet alongside this, pathogens like smallpox decimated indigenous populations, which reflects the darker side of this early globalization process. The scale of global diversity was indeed enhanced, but at a massive humanitarian cost. Not surprisingly, then, the age of exploration is intrinsically intertwined with the birth of colonialism, and these historical interpretations directly inform the debates surrounding modern colonialism. Europe's discovery and subsequent colonization of the New World were predicated on the belief in their cultural, religious, and racial superiority. This Eurocentrism championed the right of civilized nations to rule over savages' lands, a perspective prevalent in historical analyses of this era. Modern historians, however, have challenged this traditional viewpoint, arguing that it perpetuates harmful stereotypes and biases. Instead, they advocate a re-evaluation of the age of exploration through the lens of the colonized, offering a more nuanced perspective that acknowledges the indigenous population's experiences and voices, the victims of colonization. This legacy, the power dynamics, globalization, and colonialism, originating from the age of exploration frames our understanding of contemporary geopolitics, economic interdependence, and colonization discourses. As we delve into the past, we gain a richer perspective of our present, appreciate the complexities of global history, and acknowledge competing narratives. This understanding then allows us to have informed discussions about contemporary issues relating to colonialism and its enduring impacts. As we reflect on the motives and actions of these early explorers and colonizers, we must remember that history isn't just about what happened, but also how, why, and to whom. Thus, the legacy of the Age of Exploration ignites critical discourse about the past as we voyage into the intricacies of global history, a journey not across oceans but through time, ideas, and perspective. Part 15. Conclusion. Re-evaluation of the Age of Exploration. The closing moments of our discourse afford an opportunity to revisit the themes we've pondered and to contemplate the multifaceted effects of the Age of Exploration on our world. As we further scrutinize, we are obliged to recognize that this era was characterized by both awe-inspiring discoveries and profound human cost, complex tapestry woven by threads of inspiring heroism and appalling atrocities. The age of exploration undoubtedly propelled us into an age of interaction and integration, which has ultimately shaped the world into a multifaceted cultural mosaic that we inhabit today. It birthed modern globalization setting the precedent for international trade and intercontinental diplomacy which underpins the operation of our modern world. From an interconnected global economy to the rich cross-cultural exchanges, the influences of this epoch are undeniable. Yet it behooves us to acknowledge the suffering and loss inflicted during this era. Entire indigenous civilizations perished or were irrevocably altered in the unquenchable European thirst for wealth and expansion. The systemized exploitation of indigenous peoples, coupled with the transatlantic slave trade, painted dark strokes on the canvas of exploration history that can never be faded. Modern understanding of the age of exploration remains as complex as the era itself. Progressive education emphasizes the dark side of exploration, with a collective effort to educate the populace on the lasting tragic consequences wrought by colonial exploitation. Yet there are those who argue that this historical narrative is the result of ideological swing, 
and that it overlooks the benefits sparked by exploration such as advancements in science, navigation, and a more comprehensive knowledge of the world. Debates pertaining to the historical interpretations continue unabated, left to the discretion of historians, scholars, educators, and learners. While acknowledging the complexities and contradictions of the period, it is vital we extract an objective understanding, balanced between the heroism of discovery and the horrors of subjugation. Throughout the re-evaluating process, what emerges is a profound realization. The age of exploration significantly contributes to shaping our modern world. If anything, this era reminds us of the human paradox, an innate desire to discover, innovate, and soar through the stratosphere of potential tempered by an equally inherent capacity for destruction and exploitation. It encourages us to, borrowing a leaf from the past, harness our curiosity and adventurous spirit, but with a more profound sense of responsibility and respect for all life and culture. The age of exploration thus remains not only an epoch of monumental discoveries, but a key chapter in the annals of our shared humanity. It has handed us a legacy to learn from, a history to examine critically, and a powerful mirror reflecting our collective capacity for greatness and transgression. The task that remains for us now is to make sure that as we embark on new ages of exploration, whether it is the depths of oceans, the confines of cyberspace, or the vast expanse of space that we do so remembering both the lights and shadows of the past explorers. This concludes our podcast titled The Age of Exploration, Discoveries, and Colonization. We hope to see you again on our next installment of Professor Lan A. I. Explores Humanity. Thank you.